0: Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the Franchise Business Journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Matt Gill, who is the Managing Director and CEO of White Rock Minerals Limited, working with Blue Mountain Capital, a mining resources exploration and development company based in the historic mining centre of Ballarat in Victoria, Australia. Listen as Matt highlights the current climate in the mining and resource sector in Australia, the growth and development potential in the market, and White Rock Minerals' opportunity to enter the highly coveted mining and resources sector. Listen on to find out more.
1: Welcome, everyone. My name is Ragu from Eden Exchange. Today, we're joined by Matt Gill, who's the Managing Director and CEO at White Rock Minerals Limited. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Matt. My pleasure, Ragu. Great to be here. Now, firstly, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Can you tell us about your background, experience in the sector and your role at White Rock Minerals? Look, I'm
2: I'm happy to. I'm a mining engineer. I graduated from Melbourne University. I've worked underground, uh, open pit, supervisory management roles, both here in Australia and overseas and in many commodities, copper, nickel, uh, iron ore, a lot of gold, so broad experiences, which, which is useful. Uh, my current role with White Rock is to take White Rock forward with our two projects that we have, a gold and silver project in northern New South Wales, and also a quite exciting zinc precious metals project in central Alaska.
1: You just mentioned it now, but what exactly does White Rock Minerals Limited do? And, and how does it differ from other mineral resource exploration companies in the market?
2: So White Rock is uh, listed on the ASX. So we have share trading. We have about 2,500 shareholders. So White Rock essentially represents those investors, those 2,500 shareholders who have put their own money into the company in exchange for shares. Uh, And really our objective is to extract the value that we believe we have in our two assets and get the market to recognise that who therefore re-rate, revalue White Rock uh, and in so doing get our share price and so the return to our investors are uh, better than it is currently. That, that's probably it in a nutshell.
1: All right, excellent. Now, White Rock Minerals owns a high-grade zinc and precious metals volcanogenic massive sulphide project in the USA, as well as an advanced gold and silver project in Australia. So, firstly, can you describe the key metrics of your assets in the US and what are the expectations of its resource capacity?
2: Yes, that's a, that's a good question. And, and coming back to your previous question about what, how is White Rock different, I think these two assets uh, make White Rock quite a different investment proposition and hopefully one that is interesting to many investors because we have these two assets. The Alaskan Asset is an advanced exploration uh, play. It has, uh, for your listeners that understand the term, uh, a jork resource. Uh, And that resource of 9 million tonnes at just under 13% zinc equivalent, places that in the top quartile of undeveloped zinc projects in the world. So high-grade, multi-commodity, that's the VMS, so it is zinc, silver, lead, gold and some copper. Uh, so a nice, a nice spread of metals, nice high-grade, and certainly Alaska, our experiences have been uh, excellent in working there. Uh, yes, it's, a, it's, you know, it's in, in northern America, and yes, there's a winter, but the geology, the prospectivity, and the government support has been second to none in our experience.
1: Excellent. And now, in terms of your own exploration and development processes, Are there any value adds or systems that are now setting white rock minerals apart? So
2: we will continue to explore and hopefully through that make discoveries and add value with our Alaskan asset. And only just this morning, we announced a discovery that we made late last year in Alaska. We have discovered a very large gold anomaly from some surface assaying that we did measuring around 15 square kilometres. And this area is, is has uh, other deposits of large magnitude, and three of those in similar geological setting to our discovery, those three being uh, Pogo, which was recently acquired by Australian-listed Northern Star, uh, which hosts about 10 million ounces of gold. It hosts the Fort Knox gold mine, which most people will have heard of, and it also hosts the 39 million ounce Donland deposit, which uh, is owned by Barrick and Nova Gold. So we've made a discovery. We announced that this morning. That's a really good example of the efforts that we do on the ground and hopefully the discoveries we make. And then hopefully the market recognising that and adding value to to the White Rock uh, share
1: price. So what's the demand for zinc like right now? And, and how do you expect that to play out for once uh, you're at uh, capacity with your project as well
2: so zinc is one of those basic metals that you need in you know manufacturing construction industry you know zinc and copper are mainstays of of development looking forward our red mountain project in alaska is in exploration so by the time a mine was to come on stream it's probably five years out so at this stage we're not so concerned about current supply and demand. Zinc did have a bit of a period where it was unloved. It's certainly improved recently and has just cooled somewhat. Obviously, trade wars and, and certain, you know, international uncertainties, but we're not particularly concerned. We believe zinc has a, a long, strong tradition of being required in in the development of uh, construction. You know, it's used for for anti croding materials. There's a bit of use in batteries. So we're quite comfortable with being in that commodity.
1: Now, secondly, can you take us through the details of your gold and silver development asset on the east coast of Australia? You have a significant jork resource finding and commenced a definitive feasibility study. So what visibility is available on the potential to date? So our
2: New South Wales asset, Mount Carrington in northern New South Wales, is well advanced. It's uh, got a jork resource, it's got a jork reserve, it's got infrastructure uh, on site. Uh, There's a feasibility study, done a lot of the environmental management planning work. Australian gold prices have been very strong recently, and that's the great opportunity for Mount Carrington, given its advanced stage infrastructure on site and exposure to an Australian gold price, it does generate quite a significant amount of uh, free cash flow, which is very important. The other rather unique advantage of Mount Carrington that hopefully an investor will note is it's got an equal amount of silver that could be bought into the mine plan, subject to a bit more uh, metallurgical feasibility work. So Mount Carrington is a rare and genuine exposure to both Australian gold, but also silver. Uh, and we think that while small, any project that makes money is one worthy of of having serious consideration and depending on the financial metrics, taking that through into a cash generating scenario.
1: Excellent. And can you delve into a bit deeper about why you're excited about that silver component? because I understand, we understand silver is used in industrial production as well as as a you know a, a complementary, Use in production as well as in the you know in in the precious metals component. So can you just delve into a bit more why that's an exciting proposition to have that balancing resource there as well, potential resource. Sorry.
2: So I think generally commodity diversification can help a business ride out cycles. Gold is probably in some ways maybe the least cyclical, but certainly your your elements you know copper, nickel, lead. Zinc do tend to cycle with financial and economic and political circumstances. So with Mount Carrington having gold and silver, the silver does provide, I guess, you know, exposure. Silver is can be fairly volatile, but it is both used in precious metals but also in industrial. So it has a Unusual role. It's often seen as the poor brother to gold, um, but it can also, and it's currently one would argue undervalued compared to its big brother in gold. And that I think can offer an opportunity for for an investor, if and when the silver price was to pick up, uh, and and that would add some value definitely because our Alaskan asset also has a lot of silver.
1: Excellent. Now, can you tell us a bit more about some of your key achievements? and the challenges as well the companies accounted so far?
2: That's a very good question. So White Rock listed 10 years ago now with Mount Carrington. So we've taken Mount Carrington through to this advanced development stage where we have a good understanding of the geology, the mining, the metallurgy. Our next major challenge with Mount Carrington is to take it through the environmental approvals and permitting stage. And the biggest challenge with that is it's not the most exciting step a project goes through, but it is absolutely necessary. So we're currently capital raising funds to fund that. Once that is done, once the funding and that work is done, it's a one year to build it uh, and a one year to get your money back. So that's Mount Carrington on the cusp of getting through that approvals and then into production. I think White Rock's acquisition of the Alaskan asset three years ago um, was a great example of being nimble. When we acquired it, it was 15 square kilometres in size. We've expanded it now on three occasions based on our exploration success to now be over 500 square kilometres of strategic land holding in central Alaska. So we've certainly been trying to grow and move White Rock so that we can add this value and opportunity for, for White Rock and its shareholders.
1: You have a strong board standing behind White Rock Minerals Limited. Now, how are these associations helping and what sort of value adds do they bring to the table?
2: Yes, that's a very good question. Boards, generally a minimum of three board members and depending on the size of the company, you know, Four or five for a small junior resources company is about right, and it's very important that the board composition has diversity. You don't want all mining engineers or all geologists, uh, and so our board of four has that nice spread of diversity. There's there's myself as a, sort of the operations manager focused. We have a uh, our chairman Peter Lester he is a mining engineer, but more in the corporate mergers and acquisitions Mm -hmm. space, so that business development space. Uh, Peter's previously been chairman of of various ASX companies and well-known in the industry, Uh, so great depth of experience and and knowledge. Uh, A third member uh, is again in the financial market, Steve Gorenstein, uh, based in Melbourne, Originally uh, in the technical space, but now more again in that uh, business development uh, M&A space, which again is important for a small junior trying to grow. And our fourth member, Jeremy Gray, is based in London. Again, more in corporate metals, analyst business focus. So it's good we have two people in Melbourne, one in Perth and one in London. So we've got that nice exposure to geography and international business. Uh, And then within the group of four, we we have a a breadth of experience, you know, from development, exploration through to mergers and acquisitions
1: and building mines. Excellent. So you've been also doing a lot of work with the team at Blue Mount Capital. So can you outline a bit more detail what your key strategic priorities are over the next three months and over the next 12 months as well? So
2: working with Mark and his team at Blue Mount Capital, we've been working and focusing on trying to close out our current capital raising. So as we speak, there is an opportunity for an investor to, to acquire shares with options in White Rock. Uh, and that's really been the focus and working with Mark and his team and Mark using his network of investors and family officers to contact uh, and see if there's interest out there. So that's in the immediate short term. We're looking to what a program might look like for expiration at in Alaska in 2020. It's currently winter there, but come April, May, uh, June, we would like to be on the ground. So that's our focus uh, with our Alaskan asset to follow up on the discovery we announced only today and some discoveries that we made last year. There's still plenty of opportunity and work in Alaska. And we Mount Carrington subject to funding with the capital raising to commence the detailed environmental impact statement work uh, which is a 12 to 18 month process for Mount Carrington and get that fully permitted. So that's a bit of a runway. We have two main uh, projects, two sets of news flow and uh, enough to keep us busy for a while.
1: Fantastic. Now, just on a side note, is the capital raising you're talking about, has that's already been lodged on the ASX, hasn't it, in terms of everything? Correct. Yeah, yeah that's all right. So it's,
2: Yes, that, that's right. I mean, uh, it's, it's subject to a prospectus, which was lodged with the ASX. It's on the ASX platform. It's on the White Rock website. It was lodged, I'm just trying to think now, September, October. Um, so any listener can go to the website and and find that information.
1: Thanks a lot, Matt. Look, you've mentioned clearly the, the short to mid-term strategic priorities. Now, what's your longer-term vision for the company? And secondly, what's the best thing about your job? So what's really driving you to achieve that vision um, for White Rock? Sure. Look, I'm I'm happy to.
2: The resources space has a lot of uh, junior companies like White Rock. You know, we do believe that we have two great assets that I think the value isn't reflected in our market capitalization. So on the on the share market, and that in, therein lies the challenge and the opportunity that I strive to unlock some of that value. So it's reflected in our market capitalisation and therefore directly in shareholder value for our 2,500 shareholders. So that's the that's the objective. Now, growth for the sake of growth is not necessarily a good thing, but our Mount Carrington Gold and Silver project is within three years of very positive cash flow production once we've got the approvals and then the construction and commissioning. And I think to get cash flow positive is an objective of, of many small companies so that we're not continually relying on our shareholders in the equity market. So that's a medium to long-term aim. Uh, with our Alaskan asset, um, you know, continue to explore, add value, whether that means an uplift through, you know, an M&A or an asset sale, or or a merger or continuation of the JV we currently have. You know, there's lots of opportunities with that asset there. And, of course, even though we're small, with a small balance sheet, uh, we have shown we can acquire assets and we'll continue to to scout and look around as well. So not growth for growth's sake, but moving White Rock along so that we can get some of that value reflected in our share price. That's really the objective I see for us at the minute. Fantastic. Look, that's
1: been... Extremely insightful. Look, if for anyone interested, we we encourage you to head towards the Blue Mount Capital website to find out more about um, the business. You'll also have a contact us box near the podcast, so please put your details down, and one of the team will be in, in touch with you asap to get your journey going with the company. Look, apart from that, Matt, it's been a pleasure talking to you. We'd love to have you on again soon for an update in terms of the company's growth as well as the, the, the progress of the projects we've talked about today. So thanks again for your time. Thanks, Raghu, and thanks, Eden Exchange, for the opportunity. And hope, hopefully
2: your listeners learned a bit more about White Rock and uh, are keen to follow up.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much. Mark.
0: Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Matt Gill, Managing Director and CEO of White Rock Minerals Limited, working with Blue Mount Capital. For more information on the White Rock Minerals Limited opportunity or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbyinvest.com, or alternatively, www.bluemountcapital.com.au. You can also subscribe to this series on iTunes, or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, for recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world.